Harper Audio presents The Valkyries, An Encounter with Angels, written by Paolo Coelho, translated by Alan R. Clark, performed by Sean Renette. Copyright 1992 by Paolo Coelho. English translation copyright 1995 by HarperCollins Publishers. Production copyright 2009 by HarperCollins Publishers. Prologue. Something that is of great importance to me? Jay thought for a few moments before responding. Magic. No, something else, Paolo insisted. Women, Jay said. Magic and women. Paolo laughed. They're important to me, too, he said although marriage has slowed me down a bit. It was Jay's turn to laugh. A bit, he said. Just a bit. Paolo filled his master's glass with wine. It had been four months since they had seen each other, and this was quite a special night. Paolo wanted to talk for a while longer, build the suspense, before giving Jay the package he had brought. I used to imagine the great masters as people who were far removed from the world, he said to Jay. If you had answered me that way a few years ago, I think I would have abandoned my apprenticeship. You should have done that, Jay said, sipping at his wine. And I would have found a beautiful woman disciple to take your place. They drank the entire bottle of wine as they sat talking in the restaurant located on the top floor of Jay's hotel. They spoke of work, magic, and women. Jay was euphoric about the huge contract he had just negotiated for the Dutch multinational for which he worked. And Paolo was excited about the package he had brought with him. Let's have another bottle, Paolo said. In honor of what? You're coming to Rio de Janeiro. The beautiful view from the window over there, and the present I brought you. Jay looked out the window to see Copacabana Beach sparkling below. The view deserves a toast, he said, signaling to the waiter. When they were halfway through the second bottle, Paolo placed the package on the table. Looking at Jay, he said, If you were to ask me what is important to me, I would say, My master. It was he who taught me to understand that love is the only thing that never fails. He who had the patience to lead me along the intricate paths of magic. He who had the courage and dignity, despite his powers, to present himself always as a person with some doubts and with certain weaknesses. He who helped me to understand the forces that can transform our lives. We've had a lot of wine, Jay said. I don't want to get serious. I'm not talking about serious things. I'm talking about joyful things. I'm talking about love. He pushed the package to Jay's side of the table. Open it. What is this? A way of saying thank you, and of passing on to others all the love you taught me. Jay opened the package. It contained almost two hundred typed pages, on the first of which was written, 
the alchemist. Paolo's eyes were gleaming. It's a new book, he said. Look at the next page. There was an inscription written in longhand. For Jay, the alchemist who knows and uses the secrets of the great work. Paolo had anxiously awaited this moment. He had been able to keep completely secret the fact that he was writing a new book, even though he knew that Jay had really liked his previous book. This is the original manuscript, Paolo continued. I'd like you to read it before I send it to the publisher. He tried to read the expression in his master's eyes, but they were impenetrable. I have meetings all day tomorrow, Jay said, so I'll be able to read it only at night. Let's have lunch two days from now. Paolo had been expecting a different reaction. He thought that Jay would be happy and moved by the inscription. Let's do that, said Paolo, hiding his disappointment. I'll be back in two days. Jay called for the check. They walked silently to the elevator. Jay pushed the button for the eleventh floor. When the elevator stopped at his floor, Jay pushed the emergency button to hold the door open. And he approached Paolo and said, May the Lamb of God protect you, making a sign on the forehead of his disciple. Paolo embraced his master and said good night. Resetting the button, Jay stepped out of the elevator. Why didn't you make copies of the original? he asked as the door began to close. In order to give God the chance to make it disappear, if that was his will. Wise decision, Paolo heard Jay say as the door closed. I hope that the literary critics never discover where it is. They met two days later at the same restaurant. Jay began, There are certain secrets of alchemy described in your book, secrets I never discussed with you, and you presented them quite correctly. Paolo was delighted. This was just what he wanted to hear. Well, I've been studying, he explained. No, you haven't been studying, Jay said. Yet what you've written about is correct. I can't fool him, Paolo thought. I'd like him to think I'm dedicated, but I can't fool him. He looked outside. The sun was glaring and the beach was crowded. What do you see in that immense sky? Jay asked. Clouds. No, Jay said. You see the souls of the rivers. Rivers that have just been reborn in the sea. They will rise to the sky and remain there until, for whatever reason, they once again become rain and fall to earth. The rivers return to the mountains, but carry with them the wisdom of the sea. Jay poured himself some mineral water. He didn't usually drink during the day. That is how you discovered those secrets we had never discussed, Jay said. You are a river. You have already run down to the sea, and you know its wisdom. You have died and been reborn many times. All you have to do is remember. Paolo was happy. It was a kind of praise. His master said that he had discovered secrets. 
but he was unable to ask openly which secrets they were. I have a new task for you, Jay said. Silently, he thought, it has to do with your book, because I know it's very important to you, and it doesn't deserve to be destroyed. But Paolo didn't need to hear about that. One week later, Jay and Paolo walked together through the airport. Paolo wanted to know more about the task that his master had assigned him the week before, but Jay carefully avoided conversation. They sat down at a table in the cafeteria. We were able to have dinner together only twice during my stay here in Rio, Jay began, and this is our third. It's in observance of the saying, anything that occurs once can never occur again. But should it happen twice, it will surely happen a third time. Jay was trying to avoid the subject, but Paolo persevered. He knew now that his master had liked the book's dedication because he had overheard a conversation between Jay and the receptionist at the hotel, and later one of Jay's friends had referred to Paolo as the book's author. He must have told a number of people about it. There was, after all, only one copy of the original. Vanity of vanities, he said to himself. He thanked God for having given him a master so human. I want to ask you about the task, Paolo said once again. I don't want to ask how or where, because I know you won't tell me. Well, that's one thing you've learned in all this time, Jay laughed. In one of our conversations, Paolo continued, you told me about a man named Jean who was able to do what you are now asking of me. I'm going to look for him. Did I give you his address? You mentioned that he lived in the United States, in the California desert. It shouldn't be too hard to get there. No, it isn't. As they spoke, Paolo became aware that the voice on the public address system was continually announcing flight departures. He began to feel tense, fearing there wouldn't be enough time to complete their conversation. Even though I don't want to know how or where, you taught me that there is a question we should always ask as we undertake something. I'm asking you that question now. Why? Why must I do this? Because people always kill the things they love, Jay replied. As Paolo pondered the mystery of this answer, once again he heard a departure announced. That's my plane, Jay said. I have to go. But I don't understand your answer to my question. Asking Paolo to pay the bill, Jay quickly wrote something on a paper napkin. Placing the napkin on the table in front of his disciple, Jay said, During the last century, a man wrote about what I've just said to you but it's been true for many generations. Paolo picked up the napkin. For a fraction of a second, he thought it might contain a magic formula, but it was a verse from a poem. And each man kills the thing he loves by all let this be heard. Some do it with a bitter look, some with a flattering word. The coward does it with a kiss the brave man with a sword. The waiter came with the change, but Paolo didn't notice. 
He couldn't stop looking at those terrible words. And so, the task, Jay said after a long silence, it's needed to break that curse. One way or another, Paolo said slowly, I have wound up destroying what I've loved. I've seen my dreams fall apart just when I seemed about to achieve them. I always thought that was just the way life was. My life and everyone else's. The curse can be broken, Jay repeated, if you complete the task. They walked through the noisy airport in silence. Jay was thinking about the books that his disciple had written. He thought about Chris, Paolo's wife. He knew that Paolo was being drawn toward the magical initiation that appears at one time or another in everyone's life. He knew that Paolo was on the brink of seeing one of his greatest dreams realized. And this meant danger, because Jay's disciple was like all human beings. He was going to find that he did not necessarily deserve all that he had received. But he didn't tell Paolo any of this. The women of your country are beautiful, Jay said with a smile as they arrived at the passport control line. I hope I can come back. But Paolo spoke seriously. So that's what the task is for, he said as his master handed over his passport for stamping, to break the curse. And Jay answered just as seriously, It's for love, for victory, and for the glory of God. They had been driving for almost six hours. For the hundredth time, he asked the woman at his side if they were on the right road. For the hundredth time, she looked at the map. Yes, they were going the right way, even though their surroundings were green and a river ran nearby and there were trees along the road. I think we should stop at a gas station and check, she said. They drove on without speaking, listening to old songs on the radio. Chris knew that it wasn't necessary to stop at a gas station because they were on the right road, even if the scenery around them was completely different from what they had expected. But she knew her husband well. Paolo was nervous and uncertain, thinking that she was misreading the map. He would feel better if they stopped and asked. What are we doing here? I have a task to perform, he answered. Strange task, she said. Very strange, he thought. To speak to his guardian angel. Okay, she said after a while. You're here to speak to your guardian angel. Meanwhile, how about talking a bit with me? But he said nothing, concentrating on the road, thinking again that she had made a mistake about the route.
attention, man. See how that needs go. Walk up in there. Give me like, king. Make yeah. my life a snug. Till the day I die. Give me like a snug. Cause even getting high. Every. I got busted. Police watch. You know. Give me like a snug. Till the day I die. Give me like a snug. All eyes on me. <laughs> Like what they think I'm walking around with some keys in my pocket. They think I'm going back to jail. Ain't really on that dope. Let my life is stuck till the day I die. I know y'all watching. I know y'all got me. I know y'all know this is thug life. I got me on this balance. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Keep it locked right here for more hot music.
Kaiser Permanente over alleged Medicare fraud has to do with doctors being pressured to list incorrect diagnoses on medical records in order to receive higher reimbursements. Several whistleblowers came forward Kaiser denies any wrongdoing and basically says that there's just a communication error but it could result in Kaiser paying millions to the US government so if, if you or anyone you know deals with Kaiser Permanente in California, Colorado, 
you might want to take a look at apnews.com for July 30th, 2021. Title is U.S. sues Kaiser Permanente over alleged Medicare fraud. Gavin Newsom says there are some concerning signs. Hospitalizations are creeping up in some areas, including Los Angeles County. It wasn't long ago that California had the nation's lowest COVID case rate, but now... It's 16th, says the governor. So California has started pre-positioning equipment and locking in contracts with temporary health care workers. State health officials say as the weather gets colder, people will stay inside more and there'll be more holiday mingling at a time when vaccine and natural immunity will begin to wane unless more people get booster shots. I'm Rita Foley. On Veterans Day, the 75th home built by the Gary Sinise Foundation will be gifted to a veteran in Texas. Sinise is best known for the character he played in Forrest Gump. The Gary Sinise Foundation launched 10 years ago to help veterans like his Lieutenant Dan character, including Marine Corps Staff Sergeant Jason Ross. Everything below his hips are gone from an improvised explosive device blast in Afghanistan. His dad's a Vietnam veteran. His, his mom and dad are his full-time caregivers. Uh, he's got two daughters, and we wanted to build a specially adapted smart technology home for him. It was built in California. They're controlled by iPads, and you can raise the shades and put the lights down, and you have security cameras, and, and the hallways are bigger, and the... the the showers are more manageable. AARP profiled Sinise's work with Ross in a short film called Reporting for Duty. I'm Ed Donahue. Armistice remembrances around the world have returned to some sense of normalcy after the COVID-19 pandemic last year wiped out ceremonies to mark the end of World War One. Are you very nice? Very nice. When I first arrived in Paris, yes. my first stop... Vice <laughs> President Kamala Harris meets French President Emmanuel Macron in Paris prior to a moving tribute to how both nations had stood together to force a retreating Germany into surrender on November 11 at 11 a.m. 1918. Harris had met with Macron at the Elysee Presidential Palace on Wednesday evening, where they agreed their countries are ready to work together again. The vice president's trip comes as part of a weeks-long effort by Washington to mend relations with Paris. I'm Charles de Ledesma. The chair of this year's UN climate meeting has called on negotiators from almost 200 countries to engage in another gear shift as they try to reach agreement on outstanding issues the day before the talks are scheduled to end. British official Alok Sharma says fresh drafts on a number of crunch climate topics represent significant steps towards key outcomes, which he hoped parties will adopt by consensus by the end of Friday. But Sharma adds he was under no illusion progress would be at all easy. We are not there yet. There is still a lot more work to be done. He concludes the world is watching us. Are willing the showers are more manageable. AARP profiled Sinise's work with Ross in a short film called Reporting for Duty. I'm Ed Donahue. Armistice remembrances around the world 
have returned to some sense of normalcy after the COVID-19 pandemic last year wiped out ceremonies to mark the end of World War I. Are you very nice? When I first arrived in Paris, my first stop... Vice President Kamala Harris meets French President Emmanuel Macron in Paris prior to a moving tribute to how both nations had stood together to force a retreating Germany into surrender on November 11 at 11 a.m. 1918. Harris had met with Macron at the Elysee Presidential Palace on Wednesday evening, where they agreed their countries are ready to work together again. The vice president's trip comes as part of a weeks-long effort by Washington to mend relations with Paris. I'm Charles Duladesma. The chair of this year's UN climate meeting has called on negotiators from almost 200 countries to engage in another gear shift as they try to reach agreement on outstanding issues the day before the talks are scheduled to end. British official Alok Sharma says fresh drafts on a number of crunch climate topics represent significant steps towards key outcomes, which, he hoped, parties will adopt by consensus by the end of Friday. But Sharma adds he was under no illusion progress would be at all easy. We are not there yet. There is still a lot more work to be done. He concludes, the world is watching us, our willingness to work together and reach consensus. And we know that we cannot afford to fail. I'm Charles de Ledesma. AP News, I'm Tim McGuire. The def-
with the reality that I was faced with. Life without a Martin Luther King, life without a Robert Kennedy, life without a John Kennedy or a Malcolm X. Uh, all of these were people who were, were, were voices of hope and they shared a vision. Uh, and we've been floundering ever since in many ways. But our music keeps us going and our music keeps us together. That's the triumph of the black community, that we'll make a way out of no way. <laughs> and I don't care how far you beat us down. What Curtis Mayfield was doing at that time in the early 70s was talking directly to somebody who might have came back from Vietnam. And by the time Superfly came around, it's like, okay, you're back from the war. Now you're dealing back in a city, and the city's worse than when you left it. And it seemed like the sounds just fit the city more than ever. And the city had expanded, even if you had a tree in the backyard. The whole theme of the city, just like, okay, the city is going to, like, you know, grab you like a bear and toss you down. And that's the sound I was getting from Curtis Mayfield. It was like, it was darker to me for some reason. But it still, the groove was so thick, and it was like you had to get with it. I'm glad that at least in my uh, presentation, I can bring about more status as to white people understanding that we are not, uh, as an entertainer, just people that may just maybe turn flips and holler, shake your shaggy shaggy and do your thing. But we also are people that think and we also are people who want to progress and have culture and identity as well. Uh, why not sell that in my music?
I'm Derek Gilbert, alongside Sharon Gilbert and Dr. Michael Heiser. We discussed the forthcoming book, tentatively titled Reversing Herman. Uh, please log on to skywatchtv.com. We have content there exclusive to the website. Our web-only content includes interviews that we couldn't fit into the network television schedule and uh, programs exclusively for our viewers online. The Skywatch TV channel on Roku and YouTube, such as... Skywatch Women, hosted mm -hmm. by Sharon Gilbert. Our weekly look at science, Sci Friday, and uh, Josh Peck as he uh, deconstructs the universe one particle at a time into the multiverse. Josh Peck co-hosted with his wife, Christina Peck. That and more, our daily news updates as well, all at skywatchtv.com. Um, Mike, what does it mean to reverse the sin of the Watchers? Yeah, it, it means redemption. It means reclaiming 
you know, what Eden was originally supposed to be, what, what life on earth for humans was supposed to be. In communion with God, again, just think of the original idea, the original enterprise of Eden, if you will, that God comes to humanity, wants to live with humanity, live with his human family, uh, and of course have his divine family, you know, a blended family, all at one. Heaven meets earth. This is what Eden is. It gets marred and ruined, again, by the events of Genesis 3. And then you have, again, other divine beings who also rebel and want to, again, come down to earth. And the Enochian literature has a variety of motives for this, depending on which text you read. But they come down to earth, and the result of what they do is to further destroy, further undermine God's you know, plan to bring humanity back into a relationship with him. So they, their humanity is essentially propelled away from a relationship with God. Again, seeking their own pleasure, seeking to, you know, to, to kill off each other, and, and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. So reversing it is not just, again, oh, God looks at you and you're righteous now because you've accepted the Messiah and that, not, you know, that you know, whole complex of ideas, but it's also that we need this taken care of. We need you to have a renewed nature. The Spirit of God needs to reside in you to progressively, again, here's the imaging language that you get in Genesis 1, okay? But now you are to be made like the image of his son, who is the perfect image, okay? The, the perfect manifestation of, of the kind of imaging that God wanted for all people. And of course, you know, you work toward glorification, you know, doing that, going back to the global Eden. But the, the linchpin for all of it is the Messiah. And so he becomes the central figure in this, in this sort of stopgap, stopping point thing that we have to reinstall, again, the kingdom of God back on earth. And if we leave it up to people, okay, like the Israelites, like David, like Saul, it's just going to fail. People don't realize this. You know, a lot of Christians, I even get asked by Christians, you know, why, why, did, why did the Messiah have to be God as man? You know, why, did, why do we have to have the incarnation? It's because the covenants were made with people. And people fail, mm -hmm. always. Okay? Mm -hmm. But God can't cheat. He can't look at the situation and say, well, that was a bad idea to make covenants with people. Because then it's like, well, God, shouldn't you have known that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. You know, it, 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 he can't just say, well, you know, let's just forget that. Let's just call it good and you know, let's do something else. You can't do that. So the solution is, since the covenants were made with people, and God is the only one who can keep his own covenants, he says, I have to become a man. I will become a man, fulfill my own covenants, and die in their place. So the incarnation is really, really important for reasons that you, you wouldn't normally suspect. But it's tied to the failure of humanity, even of the Davidic line. But since he makes the covenant with David, I not only have to become a man, I've got to be of the line of David. I've got, you know, got to fulfill all these things. Mm. And this becomes, again, the, the stopgap measure. The kingdom of God is never going to get kick-started again unless God does it. And God comes as a man and does it. And this is why we have the inauguration, the kingdom language early. Even before the crucifixion, you start to get kingdom language. Uh, the kingdom of God is here. It's present. It's going to start. You know, he dies, rises again. You know, sends the Spirit, the Spirit, you know, who is the Lord, he is, is but isn't Jesus, you know, all mm -hmm. that kind of talk in the New Testament. And from that point on, it's a progressive rolling back. It's a progressive recovering, okay, reversing of depravity, of, of all this bad stuff, Genesis 3 and Genesis 6 combined, hmm. that has happened. And even Genesis 11 with Babel, 
bringing the nations back into the fold. The Messiah is, is the key point person to do all of those things, all three of them, not just, again, like Christians typically think. It's just about the fall and the resurrection. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's crucial. You can't have any of it without it. But there's actually more going on here. The New Testament writers have more in their head than just this one passage. They have some of these other things, too. Is this why the Lord chose Mount Hermon? For the transfiguration. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a real slap in the face. <laughs> I, I, I do, you know, I discussed this in Unseen Realm too, so this, this one may be familiar again to some readers, mm -hmm. but Jesus goes into the territory of Bashan, okay, which again is associated with the giants in, in the Old Testament. That's where the conquest actually begins. Mm -hmm. The conquest begins and ends with, mm -hmm. with the defeat of the giants. People don't often realize that, but it's Bashan with Sion and Og early, and then Joshua defines victory in Joshua 11. Is there no more Adam Keem in the land? You know, hooray, you know, we win. So it, it's just a start-to-finish kind of thing, but Jesus goes into the same places that have all this baggage, this, this backstory yeah. to them. And he, he, this is where we have in Bashan, we have the, you know, thou art Peter and upon this rock passage, and, and, and the rock, of course, is, is right there at the foot of Bashan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the cult of Dan, cult of Baal in the Old Testament, Mount Hermon is right there. The Grotto of Pan. Right. Yes. Grotto, it, it, I mean, this is, this is spiritual warfare kind of at its best here. You know? So you, you go and you, and you, you essentially say, you, you poke Satan in the eye because he's the big Baal figure. Canaanite, Baalzebul, mm -hmm. Baalzebul in, in the mm -hmm. Gospels. Yeah. Same, Baal same the prince, right. Yes. So he, he does that, and then they, they turn, and six days later they go up into the mountain. Well, there's only one mountain there, and it's Hermon, and, and that's where the transfiguration happens. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm here. You know, <laughs> like, do something about it. And, and my view is that Jesus does these things to pick a fight. Hmm. Because he knows, you know, right after he does this, he, he, the Gospels say that from this point on, he began to teach his disciples that he needed to go to Jerusalem and die. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what? <laughs> like this was so much fun, you know, picking on Satan, then we get to pick on the watchers, casting out demons. Right? Yeah, this, is, this is awesome, you know. What are you talking about dying for? You know, but but he picks the fight because he knows that's what needs to happen. And the forces of darkness don't. I mean, they know who he is. They know what the end game is. Well, you know, God wouldn't have sent his son unless he wanted to do this kingdom of God thing. You know, mm -hmm. and, and when you look at the Revelation twelve uh, incident that you mentioned earlier, it, yeah. the, there was that fight in mm -hmm. heaven, yeah. which. I mean, we can speculate because we don't know for sure, but uh, perhaps that was about let's let's see if we can stop this from happening. Yeah, stop it! Stop it from happening. We don't want this kingdom of God talk anymore. And it, of course, he shows up. Mm -hmm. They know who he is, and I think Satan's offer is a genuine one. In other words, oh, I know why you're here. It's this kingdom of God business and reclaiming the nations and all that. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, look, I can give you all that. I got let's the keys. Shortcut the process. I can, great, I can I can deliver that for you if you'll just bow down and worship me. You know, it, it, again, it's just all this this stuff that's under the surface, you mm -hmm. know, going on. Uh, that if you're familiar with your Old Testament and you haven't stripped the supernatural out of it, that that helps. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see again what what the conversation is really about. And so, you know, he he does this to pick the fight, and and sure enough, a week later, triumphal entry, everybody's cheering, and a week after that, he's dead. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's what needs to happen. You know, and to quote, he, you know, on the cross, Psalm 22. Bulls of Bashan surround me. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus isn't talking about being surrounded by cattle. Okay, the, the bull was a, was a Baal symbol in Bashan, and so this is a demonic reference. 
Again, you miss a lot of these things if you don't, you know, have the ancient writer in your head. Mm. What's funny is I, I, and I mentioned this over dinner last night, I recently read an academic paper called the Baals of Bashan, <laughs> in which a, a scholar went and made the case that Jesus couldn't have been referring to cattle on the cross or just poking fun at uh, uh, wealthy the people, women, wealthy yeah, the women, women of yeah, the cows of Bashan. And he, instead of looking at the, the theological argument, he actually went back and examined soil samples and archaeological <laughs> digs for pollen samples to prove that there were no cattle in Bashan because right. it was a lousy place for grazing. But the point was the same. Yeah. It was a theological point that Jesus was making. He was talking about the principalities and powers that uh, Paul wrote about who were the ones that were surrounding him on the cross. Yep. But then, now was it uh, was it 1 Corinthians 6-2 where uh, Paul makes the further case that uh, they would not have crucified him if they really understood was, what they knew? Yeah, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6. 2, 6, yeah. I got it reversed. Yeah. Had they known, they never would have crucified the Lord of glory, had the rulers of this world known. Yeah. And, and again, it, it, I, I take Paul for what he says there because, again, it, it's not enough to know who he is. You know, the demons say, you're the son of the most high. And by the way, it's kind of curious. They're the only ones who call him that. Uh -huh. Because you know, the they know exactly who this is. And again, they know what the end game is. They know what the purpose is, but they don't know the mechanism. And, and they draw a logical conclusion. Well, you know, we tried to stop him and he's here. And, you know, well, let's just like, let's kill him. You know, problem solved. And, and of course, <laughs> that is not the problem solved. <laughs> That's exactly what we want you to do. Yes. Yeah. And again, it's this cat and mouse game that you know operates again under the surface. And Jesus, when he when he knows it's time to die, it's like, okay, we go to Bashan now, and we pick a fight, and then we go to Herman and we pick another one, and the Son of Man needs to die. Hmm. It's fascinating. The spiritual war, as recorded in the Bible, is far richer and more complex, more immediate and real than we ever imagined. The forthcoming book, Reversing Herman, Dr. Michael Heiser, the author. Mike, we'll continue the conversation. For Sharon Gilbert, I'm Derek Gilbert, and we thank you for watching as we keep watch.